Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, I am talking to Cindy Lefton. Cindy combines her knowledge as an organizational psychologist with her extensive experience as a registered nurse to develop strategies aimed at helping hospitals across the country positively impact their communication and collaboration. She is also the director of patient experience for the Daisy Foundation, which honors nurses internationally. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Mish. <laughs> you sound like a very busy woman. <laughs> <laughs> Some days even, are busier than others. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And I would love to start with the Daisy Foundation. I mean, you're honoring people who are in a really working their butts off right now in a scary situation with the pandemic. What have you seen or noticed? Or I mean, the, I, I just can't even imagine these people on the front lines right now. I and I've always been, you know, proud to to be a nurse and that I have two professions and I'm an organizational psychologist and I'm an emergency department nurse. And I can tell you that when people over the years would ask me what I do, there's always more interest in the nurse than there is in the organizational <laughs> psychologist profession. And I think I'm just really proud of, of the people that I work with and, and the profession that I'm in because they have risen to the occasion. And if people think that we weren't and still are not scared, no, we are because oh, gosh. we have families and so many people that I work with have children. I'm working with nurses that are pregnant. I'm working with nurses that just delivered a baby in the pandemic. So we're all concerned about that, about, you know, I have an 89 year old father. So I don't, we don't want to take any of this home to them. So that's where our concern and sometimes our fear comes from, but we show up because that's what we do. And is it, I mean, I, I can only imagine, wow, so there's nurses that are like pregnant and they still are having to work. Yep. Yep. Wow. 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 And, and I feel like right now, um, you know, okay, so I'm reading, but who knows nowadays you can just, I think you can just read things that you don't even know if they are for real or not. But it sounds <laughs> like from what I'm gathering from some trusted resources, I hope, <laughs> is that uh, that it's the healthcare system is 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 really under the gun right now. It's a very difficult place to be. Uh, and our resources are are, I mean, it, we're using we're using up a lot of our resources. Mm -hmm. I you know, healthcare's always been a challenging environment because of you know the financial side and, and reimbursement. And I, I am not a dollar person at all. So I, you know, I don't do budgets or anything like that. I have lots of friends and colleagues that do and, and I, I tip my hat. I'm I'm more about the people. But so it's always been really tough for the financial piece, but now it's it's gotten even harder because you know just in emergency departments alone when the pandemic hit the United States, we lost 50, 60% of our patient volume coming into emergency departments across the country. So 
you know, financially that took a hit, but then from a clinical perspective, where did all these people go? We've been so worried about them. I mean, all of a sudden, if you're not, if you're a diabetic and you're not compliant, did the pandemic all of a sudden make you compliant? You know? Oh, got yeah. Yeah. Where, where the heart attacks, where the strokes go. So we've been really, really, really worried about all of our patients and they're, they're starting to come back now, but it is a, a complicated environment to, to operate in. And you know, we're trying, there's, there's no playbook for this thing. So we're, it's in being invented in a day. Sometimes it's being invented in a minute. And it's, I mean, it's, is COVID something that you feel like people recognize? It's, it, I mean, to me, it just sounds like, well, anything could possibly be a symptom. There's so many symptoms. I mean, like every time yeah. I read something, I was like, this could be a symptom. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, if I have an eye twitch, I'm going to start getting worried here. I mean, everything feels <laughs> yeah. like yeah. A, a symptom. Uh, it's reasonable. I mean, you know, you get <laughs> diarrhea from eating too many string beans and that now uh, is, is one of the symptoms. So yes, uh, and I think that we are testing a lot more people that are still our testing system is still broken uh, for a variety of different reasons, but we are we are doing better. Not Donald Trump better, but um, we're not we're we're able to to get results quicker in in the hospital setting. I know that some of okay. these places are not, but I, I think we're doing a better job at recognizing because we know a little bit more, but also we've really extended the reach. I mean, if you are going to have surgery now, even if you're going to get a bunion removed from your toe, you very well may end up getting tested for COVID before surgery. Well, that so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to test everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Daisy Foundation, let's talk about honoring these people. When, when did you, when did you, this, I mean, did you start this or was it started by someone else and you came on or how did it come to be? Well, sometimes you're in the right place at the right time. And that's how I became affiliated with the, with the Daisy Foundation. The Daisy Foundation was actually founded by three people, uh, parents, to, uh, parents Bonnie and Mark Barnes, who their son Patrick was 33 years old. And when he, he and his wife, Tina, had just had a baby, and I think Riley was about uh, six, eight weeks old when Patrick went into the hospital, and about six, eight weeks, Patrick passed away very unexpectedly, oh, and gosh. he had a, a blood disorder that uh, he stopped making platelets, and it, those types of deaths are, are pretty gnarly uh, because people basically bleed to death. And oh, God. so it was, it was pretty intense. Patrick uh, was life, he went on a life flight helicopter airplane from um, Amarillo, Texas up to Seattle because at the time they were doing just some amazing things with bone marrow transplants. And so the family went through a lot and you know, Patrick passed away. And so when uh, Tina, Patrick's wife, Bonnie and Mark were what they will tell you having a liquid dinner um, and they were talking about how they navigate life without Patrick, they said that they kept coming back to the care that not only the nurses gave to Patrick, but that the nurses gave to them. And all three of them were advertising people. So they got this whole idea of marketing and 
in advertising. They knew how to motivate and they knew how to reach. And their primary purpose was they just wanted to say thank you to nurses for their extraordinary work. They literally started this out of their home. They still run it out of their home. It's in over 4,000 hospitals in 28 countries. And it was sole wow. purpose is to say thank you to nurses for their extraordinary work. They're the best cheerleaders that, that nurses have. They, you know, they, everything goes back into the organization. They're, they're, they're amazing. Bonnie and Mark volunteer full time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. What a incredible. great way to honor your son and then also honor others. I love mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. what does it stand for? Daisy stands, stands for something. Uh, diseases that affect the immune system because that was the disease that Patrick passed away from. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then you came on board with it and what's your role? What do you do there? So I was originally, um, we did a big study for them in psychological associates that's based here in St. Louis. We do organizational development, leadership, team building, um, a lot of fit for hiring. So we know a lot about behavior in the workplace and, and motivation and growth and development. And so when I met Bonnie Barnes, just by chance at a conference, she was wanting to understand, or she says, put some science behind the daisy. So they wanted to understand why are people, you know, why are people recognizing nurses? First of all, what are they recognizing? What is extraordinary nursing? What does it mean when, when you as a nurse receive that recognition? And then how can a leader take all of this information about extraordinary nursing that's going on in their hospitals or healthcare systems, and then how can they use that to shape and drive a culture that values nurses and keeps reinforcing extraordinary nursing? So it's all about the behavior. Gotcha. So yeah, and, and how long has Psychological Associates been here in St. Louis? 63 years. I'll be darn. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty amazing. That's that's a long time to be yeah, in business these is. days. It is. For a small it's for a small business, it's really pretty incredible to just weather all of the storms of the economies and the recessions and, and I, I believe this is our first pandemic. So Yeah, I think it's mine too. Yeah. Um, and so but but now is a time where businesses would need you more than ever, right? I mean, if a business is going through, I mean, as they say, these uncertain times and um, and they don't know how to pivot, do you mm -hmm. help them pivot? Do you help them understand, you know, here's what you got and here's where you can go or these, you know, how do you, how do you work with people right now? Well, that's a, a, a great question because you know, you're spot on. I mean, people have to pivot like they've never even pivoted before. And how do you leverage the strengths of your team? And, and then lead them in the direction that's pretty, pretty unknown. And then, oh, by the way, you know, when you and I were talking before we went on the show here, you were saying how people used to say, oh, well, you know, let's not do a video conference or phone. Let, let's come and meet me. Well, right. we, we can't do that now. So mm -hmm. how do you do all of this stuff virtual? And because you still have to lead an organization, you still have to motivate people, and especially and, and stay in touch. So right, it's really right. Important. 
Do you have any thoughts for the businesses out there that are listening on, you know, ideas to keep your people motivated and inspired and sticking with you and, you know, not falling by the wayside or, I mean, I can, I, I can imagine that for some people, this has got to be so difficult not to be with other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I'm Gen X and we grew up <laughs> hanging out in front of our TV. So we're, Gen X is like shining right now. We're prepared <laughs> for all of this. Um, I love but, that. Uh, but, but for, uh, I mean, I know, I mean, I do, but I still do. I miss my friends. I miss going out to, you know, lunch and meeting mm-hmm. up with people. So what, like, are, do you have some helpful hints for businesses out there that are maybe seeing some of their employees kind of wither a bit because of all of this? Uh, uh, communicate and communicate often. Empathy. Uh, understand that there's people who are trying to figure out what's going on with their kids. And I, under, you know, with uh, the new uh, guidelines from the county, I understand some of the school districts have changed. So now kids that were going to go to school a couple of days a week are now not. They're doing virtual. So all of this is, is, is changing. So you know, have some, some empathy. Uh, give people the time that they need to, to vent. I and mean, that's a part of leadership. And because you've got to be able to help people work through that so then they can go on and, and do their very best and help lead other people or make decisions or stay in touch with customers because that's what we're, we're all doing. We need to hear the stories and then help people live their lives. But you can't help people live their lives if you don't hear their story with some empathy. What is your favorite thing about psychological associates? Uh, I think that I'm, A, I'm really proud of the people that are my colleagues. They're, they're really top notch and they care. It's not just about uh, a dollar. It's about they, they put their own selves, their heart and souls into the clients that we work with. So when a client has success, that they hire a really great person or their team is just rocking it. And then they all of a sudden do something that's extraordinary in whatever you know, field they're in that, that our team has helped them get to that point. Their success. We love it when they're successful. And you guys have been doing this for over 60 years. So it seems like when this started, that was probably an awesome new different adventure for the world to experience. I mean, I don't think there were a lot of you around, right? No, no. Actually, the two founders were both clinical psychologists, and they started doing organizational psychology for different firms in St. Louis. And one of the first things that they did was for Anheuser-Busch at the time when they had um, a beer that wasn't selling really well, Bush Bavarian beer, and they were asked to analyze why people weren't buying it and what happened was is that the the, so they did and they found that the label was in pastel colors but they were marketing it to a very manly group of men and they (laughs) oh that's interesting i'm wearing pastel today so this is so right for us to talk about pastel colors (laughs) and they look fabulous if i may say so thank you (laughs) 
but that's funny. So they yeah. had pastel colors and that was the whole deal. It's like, it's not manly. It's not manly. And so, <laughs> yeah, so that was one of their very first projects that they did. And then as the, uh, they evolved, uh, they did still do a lot of assessment, looking at knowledge, skills, abilities, and interpersonal characteristics, and how does that fit with the job? So, so they not only help internally, but they also, you also help externally. Like yes. why are people behaving? Why is this behavior going on about our product service? What have you? Mm-hmm. And then we ah. do a lot of cultural initiatives and not so much of the marketing research any, anymore, but we're, you know, if, if it involves people, then mm-hmm. we can help. Gotcha. So tell me about the Daisy Foundation. What's your favorite part? I think my favorite part about the Daisy Foundation is teaching nurses who always say, uh, oh, I was just doing my job. Well, you may be just doing your job, but your job is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, exactly. And and you you show up when you need Mm -hmm. to show up, even when things are I mean, who knows, right? We, I think we're all kind of walking around right now going, what the heck is going on? What does this even mean? What are we supposed to be doing? It's, it's a very, it's, ooh, just get up every day and smile, yeah. you know, let's figure <laughs> this out, you know, yeah. but it's, 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 it is, um, it, and don't do what they call dream scroll or doom scrolling. This was, this is something I keep reading about people that are just scrolling through one dooming thing after another, that's going to affect you. Oh, you know, big time. it's going to affect sure. you. It, sure. you know, I mean, yes, you need to be informed, but you also need to take care of you. Yes. Follow the science. <laughs> yeah. 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 Follow the science. Follow Don't the science. just not opinions. <laughs> yes. Follow the science. And yeah. And, and, but, and find, find joy. I mean, don't sit there and just watch the news all day. You, you, you no. go crazy. This is a good time to redecorate your home. Yeah. Take on those projects. Get rid of your junk. Watch Mary Poppins again. (laughs) There you go. uh, Something that's fun. Exactly. I love it. So can I ask you some some kind of fun outside-the-box questions? Please. I mean, I feel very uh, fortunate to be in a group of weird and wacky. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. <laughs> Weird, wacky, and wonderful. Don't forget wonderful. <laughs> so with that thought, I would like to know which flavor of popsicle do you find wonderful? Oh, oh man. <laughs> that is so, okay. First of all, I get my popsicles and I have in my freezer right now probably about 10 or 15 I'm very serious about my popsicles. I get them from a place called Whisk on Cherokee Street. And my favorite flavors, it's really hard, uh, Prevel. I'm telling you. you Really? Prevel. Prevel popsicle. Prevel popsicle. It tastes like Prevel cheese? It's got the flavor, but it is one of the most delicious popsicles I've ever tasted in my life. Interesting. So it's not like eating a salad, but it's, you can taste it, but it's, it's like heaven. And then um, they also make another one, cucumber lime, and that's really super refreshing. That sounds for good for summer. Yes. So right after now. my 12-hour <laughs> shift <laughs> as a nurse, I come home and I eat a cucumber lime popsicle. 
<laughs> oh my God. I love, well, so, you know, I stalk my, I stalk my, uh, my guests a little bit beforehand. And I noticed on your Facebook page, you were talking up popsicles. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how fun is this? Let's talk about popsicles <laughs> and whisk. Hi, yeah. whisk. I, was, I wonder if whisk is open right now. I might, uh, I, I might I have to go so. there. I believe so. I have to go get some popsicles now. Provel, Unbelievable. cucumber, lime. She changes the flavors every week. So um, she just did a blueberry donut, and they have a peach basil, Ooh. Ooh. pomegranate, hibiscus, plum ginger. It's just off the chains. How so, fun. Yeah. Better mm-hmm. than cherry and lime and, you know, let's go Much crazy. Better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Whisk it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any tattoos? Uh, I do not. I do not. I've never found anything that I would want to look at every single day of my life. I like the I don't variety. know, Cindy. I'm, I'm seeing a popsicle for you. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? I don't know what flavor I would put. That would be a tough one. Cucumber that would be the Provel. I don't know. Yeah. And it might start you down the road of just like all of a sudden you've got like 70 different popsicle tattoos, yeah. <laughs> different flavors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. So with all that you do, I mean, because you're a lot of what you're doing is you're taking care of people, mm-hmm. you know? So what do you do to take care of you? Well, uh, I eat a lot of popsicles. Uh, I, do. I mean, I'm really serious about this. So, I, I, I'm feeling the popsicles got like a zen quality for you. Oh, I, I told, I told um, the Wisp group the other day, because uh, they also are at Tower Grove Farmers Market, that when I know, when I'm working in the emergency department and I know that I'm going to be able to come home and have a popsicle, I usually eat two or three. I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, <laughs> I, it makes me so happy. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I love that you found your joy in popsicles. Yeah, that, yeah. That's good. I hang out with my family. Um, I, I traveled uh, a lot before this, so I'm kind of trying to figure out, you know, how do I do that? And now that we are on the you know, no travel list again, um, that's, I'll you know, have to figure that out, but, uh, that was a, a big source of refreshing for me. And, uh, I just, I like hanging out with my friends. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. This oh, has been delightful talking to you. You've been really fun. Thank you very much. And now I got to go get a popsicle. Absolutely. Please go get a popsicle, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance. Gotcha. Popsicles, social distance. This is why we are podcasting in place right now, right? That's right. This is why we are doing this. Well, thank you, Cindy Lefton. This has been a delight. I love what you do. Thank you for what you do. Uh, And just keep being awesome, ma'am. Well, thank you. Back at you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for the great questions. I love it. And everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash. So have an awesome day. And uh, just, you know, you'll find us. Go out there. Do the Google search. We're all over the place. Thanks, guys. Bye. Love you.